Hey, it's the Mastic Don, Josh Landers. Happy late Halloween. Happy late Dia de los, de los Muertos. I got to work on my Spanish accent. Uh, but, you know, those, those, those events have already occurred. They've already happened. They've already passed by. And it was a strange one this year. Very strange. I knew that about Halloween, is it Jehovah's Witness is that can't celebrate Halloween. They, they can't even drink milk, right? Oh, no, it's soda. They can't drink soda. But I just read this article about one of the Duggars. I don't know which one. One of the 21 Duggars that's from Arkansas. That wasn't too far from where I lived in Arkansas, in Springdale, Arkansas. But one of the Duggars was in hot water, according to, I don't know, some Slate magazine or, I don't know, one of those. They were in hot water for trick-or-treating or taking their kids somewhere to get cupcakes or some shit on Halloween. I didn't know Christians couldn't celebrate Halloween. And then, of course, what do I start doing? I start reading the comments and the Christian values, I guess, don't go trick-or-treating. They don't celebrate it because it's Satan. It's it's the it's the doors of hell opening up for a night and conjuring the, the dead spirits to come roam back into existence. But that was something, that was, that was news, right? So it wasn't any important news, but at least it opened my eyes and broadened my horizon on who celebrates and who doesn't celebrate Halloween. So if there's any qu- Christians out there, any of my five listeners, if there's any Christians out there, can you please let me know through uh, some portal that I don't have and some website I don't have and an email that's not attached to this podcast because I could probably get fired for even doing it, which might happen soon. But the idea of who can go uh, trick-or-treating, who can celebrate the fantastic holiday at the beginning of fall, the true beginning of fall, even though you know September 21st or whatever is fall, that's not that's the equinox, but that's not fall weather-wise. I I gotta wait for leaves to change, although it doesn't ca- happen that often in California. Uh, I have to wait for the weather to change, which never happens, depending where you live. It's getting a little crisper. It's getting a little more crisp in the morning. That's about it, and then rises up to 75, 80 degrees still. So I'm waiting for again those cold mornings, staying decently cold throughout this beautiful nation of ours in Northern California. But we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Uh, you know, Halloween was fine. We took our daughter trick-or-treating. Uh, luckily, we were able to even have Halloween. My son went with his friends in another part of where the county where we live, and he was able to hang out with his buddies from school, and he was dressed as a, what did he call it, an anime girl. So I bought my son, well, I think he paid for it, actually. My wife ordered it on Amazon. He bought himself a pink skirt, a pink shirt, and one of those long pink gloves they used to wear in, like, fucking, what, Gone with the Wind era. Uh, and he dyed his hair pink in some tights. Uh, so that's what he was. Should I be a concerned father? Should I be a concerned father? My uh, my daughter was, this is how old I am, my daughter was the same costume my son was when he was six years old. And we kept it through all these years, a handmade felt sort of dragon costume where we hot glued, uh, uh, cut the brim off a hat and glued that into some felt uh, that we made into the shape of a dragon head and, you know, glued some eyes and spikes and shit on the on the back of the head that led down to a tail, and she wore a black regular sweatshirt that we, again, glued wings or stitched wings on, and she looked like a dragon. 
It's a very cute costume. And it, again, I'm old. That was my son's eight years ago, and now my daughter is wearing it. So, man, does time really fly? I wrote this essay years ago when my daughter was probably two younger than that. And I thought it was always bullshit when people come to say, oh, just just cherish your children. And I probably already talked about this on one of the other dumb podcasts. But time goes fast. Time flies when you have kids. And yeah, it does it. No. Hindsight, sure. But I don't think it really goes that fast because looking back at it now, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm fucking older and grayer and fucking varicose veined uh, in certain parts of my body. You guys notice that? Anybody else older? When you see, it's like, what the fuck is that? And not varicose veins. Those are, are those the ones that pop out? I'm talking more about, what, spider veins. Uh, the ones that you kind of want to tuck down. Well, I, have, I have one on my inner inner thigh that just sort of peeks out. You know, when I sit down and my shorts rise up. And I, I see it. I notice it. But do other people look at that? Or is it just me? Am I staring at someone else's varicose veins or spider veins? I don't know. I, look up the medical term terminology of those but am i looking at those i don't know i don't think so i don't think i notice them that much uh, it's just something you notice on yourself when you get older and that's 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 aging i guess that's where time flies i'm not 28 anymore right i'm i i, I have to watch what i eat more uh even though it bugs me when that happens too should i watch what i eat i, I always sort of have but it always bothers me and people say that oh you gotta watch what you eat now ha 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 you're in heart attack range is that where you are? Is that where I'm at now? Am I in the heart attack zone range, or do I have more statistical uh, uh, abil- uh, ability? That's not the right word. But am I more statistically inclined to suffer from some sort of uh, cardiac event? Yeah, I am. But yeah, what are you gonna do? You can fucking have a Costco hot dog every once in a while and still be okay, right? One good thing about Halloween with me, I don't like candy. I don't eat candy. I have it. Very rarely. On a rare occasion, I'll have ice cream, and especially when I don't have a a drink for a while of the alcoholic variety. If I'm not drinking, then I start craving sugar more. It's just one vice for another, right? I'm not a smoker, so that's that's gone. Uh, But yeah, I do go for the sweets. Maybe uh, I have a bowl of ice cream once a month. The kids have this fucking gigantic bowl of um, Halloween candy now. of just a Obviously, M&M's, Reese's, normal shit, and some odd little candies that they got around this neighborhood. Uh, some, like, gelatin little tubes that I don't know if I trust. I don't even know what's in them. Uh, one, I don't I don't know what it is. I, I can't understand. It's in Spanish, and I can, obviously I, can, I understand Spanish, but I don't know what it tastes like. Uh, and Mexican candy is obviously much different than the American candy. Probably better for you. It's just probably better and tastes better. I just don't know what it is. So I don't know if my daughter's going to like it. I haven't opened it yet. Maybe I'll try that. Maybe it's savory. I do like savory shit. When I go to breakfast, I want to have a good breakfast. Not pancakes and waffles and syrup and all that shit. I want like a breakfast burrito or, you know, steak and eggs or something like, you know, there's something hearty. So that's not a threat for my 41-year-old body to get even, uh, even though I'm not fat. I don't think so. Hopefully I'm not. uh, To get fatter during this season because it's just not a concern of mine. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see about that. But what's really interesting about this time, why, why I said earlier we are able to actually have a Halloween, because we didn't get back into our house until the afternoon of Halloween, because we had to evacuate our home 
because of obviously the wildfires that are going on up here and there was some going on down in LA but the concern with us were well far enough removed from Southern California that there there was an event in Northern California with the fires and it we got a little bit of heads up on Friday and Saturday before the week of Halloween so it was about 23rd 24th whatever that was and we got some uh, just of course some not mandatory evacuations but the threat that there could be in this area and because of high winds mostly and of course when this fire broke out in the area that it did and was threatening north of us about 15 17 miles north of us they said the winds are going to get higher now the san diablo winds the santa anas that they have in southern california which are shit which is shit i grew up with i grew up with uh, ash in the sky falling like snow because it didn't snow where i lived i think it snowed once where i lived in the mountains of san diego county i think it snowed once when i was a year old and the flakes falling into the my ball onto my bald head uh, but it didn't snow up there where I grew up. But do I remember ash falling? Yeah. Do I remember the smoke, smell of smoke in the area with mixed with cow shit and chicken shit with the, in the farmlands uh, that surrounded that area? Yeah, I do. So I've grown up with fires, and it was always a threat. But I don't remember. We never evacuated. I never evacuated. Uh, I know. I think my sister had to probably 10 years ago or so, maybe a little bit longer when they had a, a rash of fires going down there, but no threat to her house, luckily. Uh, but I didn't really expect myself to ever be evacuated uh, just because I don't live in the rural areas now. I don't, I don't live in the outskirts anymore. You know, I wish I did and I'm hoping to get back there, but that's where the threats I usually associate with wildfires and have when i was a kid just wide open spaces you know where shit can burn and it just it, it has to burn sometimes it's a natural uh event it's a natural resource almost right they need that makes better soil but now it just seems like anybody can get evacuated so anyways high winds of course pg e has been shutting down power throughout the last i don't know month and a half or so randomly and it hasn't affected where we live yet it was just always a threat it has affected areas where i've worked and they've had to shut down here and there but it just it's just kind of random waves of these power outages and with the high winds coming in supposedly 50 60 70 miles an hour in the foothills that we're going to sweep through and once that happens and there's an actual fire going and growing, one little spark sent <clears throat> five to seven miles away can obviously cause a fucking suburban fire or a fire in the city, which happened a few years ago in this area as well. So it, two, three, four years in a row now, it's been happening and occurring where people, it seems like, especially who are from here, are holding their breath during those months. So September rolls around, October rolls around, and then November, and you could just feel this collective, oh, shit. You know, this, what, what is it going to happen? Hopefully it doesn't happen this year, but it has every single year. And not to sound uh, uh, heartless, but it, it, this wasn't, it wasn't as catastrophic this year as it was a couple of years ago. Anyways, going back to the evacuation and just the kind of random stupidity of it, in my mind, but also it, they're doing it to save lives. And I already pissed off at PG&E and not the employees, and have you guys heard that? People are like now taking it out. This is how fucking stupid, this is how dumb uh, human beings can be sometimes. People are uh, threatening, supposedly, PG, PG&E and em employees. They are not, they're refusing to serve them lunch. 
uh, or drinks or whatever they're doing after their shift or during their shift. I, I've heard a couple of news reports, uh, fake news, uh, that maybe some people have been shooting at pg employees or they, like I said, reports of fire, I guess, shots being taken at pg employees while they're driving down the street or stopped on the side of the road. And again, kind of think about that for a second. I'm no fan of PG&E, the corporation. But the people aren't the corporation. And I think, do you understand, or do, do we understand that as a, as a society? The people who are employed by them are not the corporation. That's like us blaming fucking uh, 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 the mail carrier. Is that the PC way to say it? The mailman? The mailman delivering your letter. And if you don't get a letter in the mail for a couple of weeks and it gets lost, do you yell at your mailman and say, where the fuck is my letter? You stole my letter. Where is my birthday card from my great-grandma? And the $10 check that she wrote for me inside of it. Where is it? I haven't received it. She keeps calling me. She won't stop fucking bugging me until I receive that letter. No, we don't blame that. Or do we? Hopefully there's no crazy motherfucker out there that's berating their mailman coming to the door. And every single day, is that letter here? Is the letter here? Maybe there are some people like that. I'm sure there are. But it's not that mail carrier's fault. It's not that letter carrier's fault, right? And maybe I'm biased because my dad was a mailman for 37 years, and I kind of know how the system works a little bit. It's not their fault. It got lost in the mail somewhere. That's that's a term, isn't it? So it's not the post office's fault, but it has to be someone's fault. So just go keep going higher up. And when you see a PG&E employee or any power company employee, it's just their fucking job. That's the job they landed in or went to school for. I don't know what you have to do to be a PG&E person, but it's the fucking corporation's fault for maybe possibly causing fires. Is that controversial now in, in California that this has been a, maybe some possibly sparks, no pun intended, to these tragic fires that have been happening year after year after year? I think that there's some blame there. Is it human blame? Are we, are we fucking just keep infiltrating areas we shouldn't be going in? Are we bringing nature closer or not even not bringing it fucking expanding our shit out towards where nature naturally burns anyways and our dumb little sparks that we create on a daily basis could that have started a lot of these fires yeah there's a multitude of possibilities but pg and e is, is responsible for these fucking blackouts which doesn't bother me that much honestly i don't mind blackouts outside of if we just went to fucking costco and um uh, filled filled up our refrigerator or freezers with whole chickens and shit. It, would that be a concern if we just spent $300 on food for the month or a couple of weeks or whatever it's going to be? And yeah, then our, then our shit goes down. Our refrigerator turns off. Our lights go out and we can't keep that food cold for a long time because ice, I don't have a fucking Yeti cooler. That's what I need. I need a Yeti cooler. They're like 300 bucks. And I probably can't afford it, but I should just bo pony up the money and get a Yeti cooler because supposedly those things hold ice for up to at least a week or 14 days, a long time. And the igloo I have, it holds ice for a couple of days and that's it. It's a regular camping cooler. So even if we bought whole chickens and fucking a 28-pack of enchiladas or whatever they sell at Costco, uh, turkey burgers and fucking salmon fillets from Argentina, I don't know. Uh, if we bought that stuff, it would go bad. It would spoil. We were, there's no way we can eat it, and we wouldn't be able to cook it in the oven, right? But we could use the barbecue outside, the grill outside, 
So in a, in a disaster, so listen to this. This is, this is how you should prepare for a disaster, such as a blackout, which has become a disaster now, hasn't it? Blackouts have become a disaster. Wildfires are, sure. Flooding, of course. Tornadoes, hurricanes, yep. All random, violent acts of nature like that. Those are catastrophic events. Those are disasters, natural disasters. But now I think in our day and age, blackouts have become a fucking technological disaster. And I'm not sure if we can survive. I don't know if we can survive many, many blackouts. Not just because of refrigeration and shit, food spoils, right? We have shit in the in our refrigerator from Trader Joe's that spoiled from last week. I I cooked salmon tonight that I fucking got diarrhea from a, a couple a half hour after I ate it because I was probably tainted with fucking uh, uh, injected with some weird dye to make it look pink. It's supposed to be uh, uh, wild caught Alaskan salmon, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, but you know, shit spoils. Shit goes bad. Shit happens. But in a power outage, outside of that food spoiling, there's no technology. And now we have enough where we can sustain our shit. And I think I know what you're talking about, our stuff, as George Carlin kind of put it. And, you know, if he was still alive today, he would be ranting on stuff that we have that we don't need. And if the power went out, it would probably be good for us that we don't have it and we can't use it. And you guys know all, all what I'm fucking talking about, right? You all know what I'm talking about. But now we have the ability to generate power, obviously, through generators, which is not a new technology. But now we're using generators to generate not the refrigerators, which is helpful, and it, it does, it is necessary for survival, uh, but for other things as well, TVs, for instance, uh, cell phones, of course, video game systems, all that shit, extra TVs, and, you know, the People we luckily stayed with didn't have power, but there was no fire threat, and they had a little generator, and it powered all those things. So just a couple of gallons of gas powered, power, powered all that shit that was necessary to sustain entertainment for us and the kids. And I'm not going to be a, well, I am a hypocrite all the time in life, but I'm not going to be a hypocrite now and say I didn't get some luxury from that little generator because I was able to watch the fucking World Series. Which is great, by the way. If you guys didn't see the World Series, it was a seven-game series. And I think every away team won. Which I don't know if that's ever happened before. So Washington won the first two games, I think, away. And then Houston won the next three. And then it went 1-1. And the and, uh, no, then I guess Washington must have won the last two. Yeah, but it was the first series I've ever seen like that. I'm not sure. I'm no fucking historian of baseball. I'm not a homer for baseball because my team sucks and always will suck probably um because it's just the that's what san diego does they just fire sell shit or they just fucking choke that's what they do choke or fire fire sales uh, fire sale all their talent away and you'll see that kid who you were rooting for on the padres a couple years later on a world series winning team but i don't start even watching baseball or listening or even following baseball until probably the playoffs i might check the standings every once in a while just to see what my hometown team is doing uh, but I don't have the time for baseball. It's 162 games. Who has a fucking time for that? But anyways, the World Series series was on. We had a generator for that. Then Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football was on. Monday Night Football. So we were able to watch, you know, watch games while the kids were playing video games. And we're able to look at their phones because we could charge those for a little while while the power, while the generator was kicking. 
Well, that thing was churning and churning in the backyard. You know, it's fucking shaking with the little gas it has left in it because we need this shit now. We need it. But I wonder what would happen if we just went back to the Stone Age. And can we ever, will that ever happen? Is, are we going to have some some hack or some virus on the fucking massive grid, wherever that's located, probably somewhere in space as a false moon? Is that ever going to happen where we just, we can't get powered up? We can't have our cell phones charged. We can't have our computers working. We can't have our PlayStation 4s running. Will that, I, I kind of want to see what happens. And again, I told you, I like going, I'll talk about the preparedness of evacuation, like I said earlier. You have to have your flashlights. You have to have extra batteries. You have to have all this shit, which is true. A first aid kit, all that's yeah, all important. But now what we grab first is our shit, right? Our shit. That's that's what I did. I grabbed <laughs> what I grabbed. We packed the night before. We and then we just take okay. Fuck 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 all this shit. Whatever I was just talking about, I'm all over the place. It's been a while since I've done this podcast. I'm a little rusty. But what I um. Well, we knew, my wife and I knew, we knew that there was possibly going to be evacuation. So what we did is pack up some shit the night before. So I have this big rough, uh, rugby duffel bag that I use for the rugby season, pack cleats in and other equipment and stuff. But it's a big bag. So I just went to the uh, our closet, our armoire, uh, that's still in the fucking garage because we're selling this dump that we live in. But I went there and just packed some of our clothes up. And I was doing it kind of hastily, randomly, just, ah, fuck it, nothing's going to happen. And we grabbed some of our kids' clothes. But what we did, we just did laundry that day. So what we didn't do is grab all the fucking clean clothes that just came out of the washer and dryer, which, which is most of the clothes. I was grabbing shit from what I had left from the week that I didn't wear. And I thought it was going to be enough. Uh, we had enough for that. And it did. It ended up being enough. But when later on, I brought one pair of pants which didn't seem like a big deal because it was still fucking 90 degrees that day uh, when the winds were kicking up on the Saturday before we had to evacuate. It was still warm. So I figured, shit, if we have to evacuate, it's going to be fucking 90 degrees wherever we go. So I need some shorts because I'm hot. I'm a fucking, I'm a Nordic sweaty person and I get hot very easily. So, but what I didn't know is that the fucking temperature was going to drastically drop from 90 into, not the 60, that the 60s are cold, but I didn't know that we we're going to end up in a place that had no electricity to warm us up when it did get cold. So it would it would have been nice to have some uh, my lounge pants, which I call my going to sleep pants, right? Or even some sort of workout pants that are a little, I don't know, something. Something more than these fucking khakis that I brought, these blue khakis. Is that a thing? Or khakis? Do they have to be khaki colored? Anyways, it's, it's they're fucking, I don't know what they are. Uh some pair of pants that I don't usually wear because, like I said, it's in my, they're fucking deep down in the roster in my armoire. But I brought them, and I was glad I did because I wore them at nighttime. And I was able to at least sustain some warmth under some blankets with that as well. And I, I brought fucking mix, mix, uh, mismatched socks. So I was wearing socks with stripes on one leg, fucking no stripes on the other. Uh, I brought enough shirts, so that was fine. Anyways, so shit we forgot. We brought our toothbrushes. We brought the stuff that we needed. And the kids were fine. We were fine with all that. But we also packed up mementos, right? We have this little metal case in our house that has our passports, has uh, like a bunch of fucking uh, um, CDs in there. Uh, what do they call them? CD-ROMs? I don't know. That's, that's even old school now. Uh, when my, my son was a kid, where we would put all those pictures on those on those CDs, and we didn't want to lose them. I, I don't, we probably can't even use them anymore in this day and age, but we brought them, and other documents that we have, just important stuff. 
important that we need social security cards whatever so pack pack that didn't put it in the car yet because it'll fucking get looted so he'd put all that shit by the door uh has had a big cooler of bottled water uh even though it's not environment environmentally friendly in a disaster preparedness zone you need bottled water so we brought that and we brought out big water containers full of tap water as well and whatever shit like that one thing we did fucking forget though is snacks two kids don't know where we're going don't know where we're staying don't know how long we're gonna be in the car we forgot snacks how dumb of parents are we with that and i noticed that uh, a mile down the road which it took us a fucking hour to get a mile now nah, two hours I think it two, took two hours almost to get on the goddamn freeway and um so that's the stuff we brought and i brought i was lucky i brought two uh lanterns two lanterns that we take with us camping and just little other things that we needed right cell phone chargers i fucking remember those but what i didn't fucking remember was a goddamn like the car charger because where do you think i thought the car charger was just take a random guess while i sit here and scratch my whitening mustache where i thought it was in the car i thought it was in the fucking glove compartment where it always is but no it was at the house that we left behind. So, of course, we don't have car chargers. My son's freaking out. My my, son, my phone's going out. I'm like, get the fuck off Snapchat then. Get off Snapchat. So we had to take his phone away from him. And uh, and again, this is, what, uh, this is one of the reasons I haven't done a podcast in a while. Not the most biggest reason. Most of it is depression and self-doubt. But one of the reasons I haven't done this podcast in a while is because my son, my fucking son, I think broke my other microphone. And I don't know if he even knew he broke it. I'm not even sure if he was aware that he broke it. But I think he did. At least I'll blame him for that. Because when I found it, and I, I stupidly, he another one of his fucking microphones that he used for his gaming, his quote-unquote gaming at night, playing Overwatch or front Frontline, or what the fuck's it called? That's a, that's a goddamn fucking, uh, that's, what's Frontline? Um, frontline is for dogs and cats. What's that called? Flea shit. Flea repellent. It was Fortnite. I don't know what he's playing anymore. One of those games that the, all the kids play. And you could talk to people, you know, from overseas or from next door or in your own house. So he, he had a headphones with a little microphone on those. He looked like a fucking, uh, what, uh, um, God, I can't think tonight. People who land airplanes. Uh, one of those people. So he had the, he had the little headset with the little microphone attached to it. Airplane controllers. Thank you. My brain is not working very quickly this week. Airplane controller. And you know why? Why my brain is not working well? I'm blaming PG&E for having us evacuated and causing us to miss out on life. Um, but yeah, he had those. And I stupidly let him use my microphone. And when I let him use my microphone, I was already like, eh, fuck, he's not going to take care of this shit. And I don't think it's just him. I think it's just kids in general. They don't take care of shit, especially technology. Uh, I don't take care of a lot of stuff in my life. But when I get something new and fresh and something that I kind of know needs to take some care, I'll take care of it. Uh, with our phones, you know, I make sure not, I try not to drop it. I have a, I have a case around it because it's fucking expensive. Uh, when I get something like a laptop, I try to take care of that because I know those are expensive. You know, they fucking have that three year breakdown for all technology. It seems I still take care of it, put the cords away, wrap them up nicely, put the laptop in a nice safe place, not just on the ground where I can step in it in the middle of the night when I have to take a drunken piss. No, I mean, that's like, I take care of that stuff. I don't think my son knows how to do that. Well, I, I, actually, 
that he doesn't know how to do that. He's gone through charger. I don't know how many cell phone chargers he's gone through. We bought him a was it an iPod? I don't know. Some a couple of years ago, the technology goes too fast. Like life, life goes too fast. Your kids grow up before your eyes. What about technology? That shit's going way too fast. So he used to have a little iPod that was like the size of a mini Snickers bar. Uh, you know, props to Halloween, but it was small. And you just you would able be able to download music from your your desktop, and, and all that. I guess your laptops too. But we had, he had one of those. Never used it, so I don't think it broke. I think he, I think he lost it or we lost it. It's too small to even fucking keep. Then we brought him an iPod Touch or something. That didn't last long. He had a, headphones. Those broke. He had another pair of headphones. Those broke. And we're not buying any of these three hundred dollar fucking Dre Beats uh, headphones or Bose headphones, we're buying them, you know, going to fucking Ross and getting them $20 headphones or going on Amazon or some shit and buying them those. Or he's getting them for presents for his, from his relatives for Christmas and his birthday. They all broke, all of them. So he had a track record, and I'm not going to say my son is any worse or better than any 14-year-old out there, but he's got a track record. I know his track record. And when I saw him and when I come into the garage where he plays his video games, and I see my microphone, which is not an expensive microphone, but it does the job. It works. When I see my microphone propped precariously on the arm of the chair he's sitting on while he's not really paying attention. And I have the fucking right now. I have the new microphone in the same exact position, but I'm holding onto it, or at least I'm close enough to it. If it starts falling off, if I lean too hard on the chair, and this is how technical this podcast is, I'm sitting in a chair leaning over the arm of it and talking into it and my laptop's on a fucking uh, TV tray. So yeah, I see my old microphone perched on that arm of the, then the next morning I see it where not on the chair, not nicely removed from his console and put into the box that I have for it or this little metal uh, or, uh, plastic container that I carry it in. No, no, no. It's on the floor. And where do I find it the next day? Another random position in the on the floor. And next time I use it, it doesn't work. It doesn't register on my laptop. So of course, who's to blame? Not myself, because I'm not going to blame myself for any of this, right? I just won't. I I'll blame him. So that that's one of the reasons, like I said. But at where shit? I don't even know how I segued into that. But technology, yeah. How do we how do you, how do we deal without it? Can we deal without it? Can we get off the grid? And going blackout and having these random outages, not a good thing, right, for families. Not a good thing for safety. But I think it is a good thing to just sit in the dark. Go back to the Stone Age, even though we're not nowhere near that anymore. Uh, I think it's, it's not a bad thing. And with the generator, I saw my kid less because we stayed with a friend's house and with kids his same age who we went to school with for seven years or eight years. So we had friends there. I think I saw my son less during that blackout with a generator than I see him when he gets technology on the weekends or plays video games on the weekend. I saw him less in a four or five day evacuation than I've seen him in a long time, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But what evacuation should do and natural disasters is what? Bring the good out of people. You know, bring community back. Bring the bond back. Because like in this book I read called Tribe by was it Sebastian Younger, I think. He was saying, yeah, in times and trials of 
travesty and disasters, warfare, right? People are usually more tight knit and close together. And I think that is true. People do help each other out in times of crisis. But again, with technology, I don't think it is. I don't think it's as 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 pronounced as it used to be. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Years ago, when I lived in Arkansas, I went through an ice storm that shut the entire grid down of where we lived in northwest Arkansas, in in the Oklahoma and many parts of Arkansas as well, and southern Missouri. But that whole place was just shut down. It shut down for a good week. And we lived in this old ranch house, this old farmhouse about 15 miles from where we're going to college. And we knew the ice storm was coming. So what did I do? I went to class the day before it was supposed to come in. And me and my buddy, uh, Kevin, we went drinking, uh, went to a bar, a pub, and just had a couple of beers. And then we saw the storm, this big fucking ice sheet just coming through on the news. And I said, I think it's time. And then I look outside. Everything's already kind of iced over. It's starting to snow or kind of that weird icy flaky flurry that falls down if you've ever been in ice storms before. And it's just that sort of calm, that feeling of just everything is just just everything is getting sunk in ice or at least trapped in ice. So I think it was it was probably time to go at that point. So I think we finished up our drinks. We went to our cars. Uh, we both slipped on our ass get into our car i just remember him getting into his passengers into his driver's seat he had to drive me back to where i parked and i just i get in we're just kind of we're skating on our our shoes through the parking lot trying not to slip and i just see him uh his leg i just see his feet right before he opens the door i just see his feet and boom hear a crash and hear kind of laughing or a grunt maybe he gets in then i do the same thing when i get out of the car later on so anyway, I've been through these little natural disasters and I drove home my little Ford Focus that I had back then. And I remember just coming down this, the dark, winding, rural road going to my driveway. Uh, you know, we have maybe two or three acres around us. It's dark as hell. Uh, luckily, I had a car with gas and lights that worked. But my it's just a little roller skate. And my, ro- my little roller skate car back then, this little Ford Focus hatchback, became an ice skate just with no control going down this hill towards my driveway. And I remember just kind of letting go of my hands and saying, eh, if I end up in a ditch, I end up in a ditch. But I wouldn't die. Anyways, I made it home. But I remember that our power went out. We lost power at our house. We didn't have a fireplace in this little uh, old ranch house, farmhouse, whatever you want to call it. So once the heat went out, and it, I think our son was two or three at the time, yeah, that's a dangerous situation, especially when it's supposed to get into nine degrees at night. And if you ever lived in a 1914 uh, farmhouse, it doesn't have great insulation. So by we, we started feeling that we got to get out. And luckily, we, uh, my wife's Subaru, uh, an all-wheel drive Subaru, and no, she's not a lesbian. No, she's not some sort of foothill hippie. Uh, we have a Subaru. And it's a, one of the best cars to have, I think, in an ice storm because it just rolled right through where my car wouldn't. Right? My car would not make it. So, lucky to have that car. So, we made it into town. There was power out at the, there's power at the college a little bit, or at least, you know, we could get into the college. And I had a little office there, uh, where I, because I was a graduate assistant teacher. So, I had a little office there where we can at least collect ourselves, uh, sit for a little while until we could find somewhere else to go. But anyways, this is, this is long-winded. The community was there. I remember that. This is in 2008. When did the Steelers... I remember this because the Steelers played the Cardinals. Was that 08? 
Somebody look that up. I think it was 08. Steelers and Cardinals in the in the Super Bowl because there was some power coming back on at that point after five or six days without it. And me and my friend, who were another house we were staying at, who had power, we went to a, some, I don't know, some restaurant or bar to go watch the game. I remember that. So, I, but before, I just remember people gathering outside and talking to each other. I remember uh, just kind of people huddled around a fireplace at somebody some neighbor's house and strangers coming in are people who knew other people and people who didn't know us or them and what 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 have you and just just talking and just having a good time with it spent it's almost kind of like a it's like a halloween party where you don't put on the lights you just have candles and people are just hanging out having fun right rejoicing but once that power comes back on where do we go we go scurrying like little rats back to our fucking ball of cheese all right, we go back to that screen automatically. And I know it's it's great when power does get passed. There's a collective cheer. Yay, it's back. You know, it is. It, I just, it, it would be interesting to see when power first, electricity was first being introduced, how wild that was just to even have it on for 20 minutes. And what would happen if it shut down? Was it the same reaction? Ah, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll research that. Maybe I'll research that. Ah, fuck, this is a boring podcast. Hold on. I got I to gotta go tinkle. All right, I'm back. Um, so going going back to the evacuation, that morning of, we wake up at 4.30 on Sunday. And the wind is whipping. I mean, just constantly, like I told you, we, we sold our house or in the process of selling the house still. We had our real estate agent sign outside. That thing broke off, which is kind of cathartic. Uh, and I was kind of happy because real estate agents are just fucking vampires. Um, the whole industry is just, they're, they're weasel they're weasel vamp they're weasel vamps they, they just suck life out of you and souls that's a whole other rant i'll go on at some point probably already have but that sign blew off the wires of the the telephone wires are going crazy the trees are going crazy shit's blowing everywhere right and then i i kind of slept through it but my wife wakes me up at four o'clock in the morning it's something's happening something's going on uh there's there's cops lights outside kind of going around through the neighborhoods we hear we see people kind of scrambling back and forth uh, through the roads getting in the cars we hear car doors slamming we hear uh, a car alarms going off which is not uh, a, a strange occurrence in this neighborhood at all um, it happens quite a lot uh, but it, it seemed like more was happening and it seemed like a widespread so then of course we go out there we see our neighbors and they're kind of getting ready and i talked to them for a little while and we hear of course we still have power and we sell out our phones. Uh, yeah, mand- mandatory evacuations for all surrounding areas, including ours. So, yeah, all right, get up and go, kids. So we got to get the kids up first. That takes a while. Um, so the kids are up. They're kind of obviously sleepy-eyed. What's going on? A little excitement, but weird excitement in the air, like fear and anxiety. But my kids have been through the fear and anxiety just living with me on a daily basis. So they're used to it. So I, I, I think I, I did a good job as a father to prepare them for these events where they don't get too freaked out, right? So that's a good thing, right? Being the anxious fool and the the angry monster that not monster, I'm not, I'm a good guy, right? I'm 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 okay. But being the anxious wreck that I am sometimes and just getting mad at the most random shit you can get mad at for no reason, just daily little daily events and occurrences. I think that has set them up for a life of evacuation and not being so I guess powerless against it right so i I pat myself on the back a collective pat on my back josh or a collective can you guys hear that collective i'm snapping 
I'm snapping. You know, I, that that bugs me. I'll get to the evacuation. But that bugs me to no end. I've been at meetings before and just places with other people, colleagues. And when they agree or when someone poses a question or asks a question, and instead of just giving like, yeah, all right, thumbs up, like the universal sign of what's up, the fucking yellow emoji on every phone now, thumbs up, good, cool. Or even like a little woo or a little, yeah, just nod your head, right? Just a little nod of your, no. They snap their approval or like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Oh yeah, mm, very interesting. Does anybody else understand that? But now we're not, we can't clap anymore because it triggers people. Did you also hear about that? I read that report last week or two weeks ago that Oxford University, I think it's the same Oxford that's in or in the UK, in England, right? The the prestigious Oxford, Oxford University. Not the, is it, unless it's like Oxford, Mississippi or something. But I think it was Oxford University, some student union. Once they're, they're going through with it too. I don't know if anybody's going to actually adhere to those rules, but they're going through the student union and councils to ban clapping at all events, right? All, all events that are attended by non-students and students alike, they're going to say no clapping anymore because it triggers people, whatever. So now we have to, what if that triggers people who don't have thumbs? Or who can't snap. My daughter's sick. She can't snap worth shit. She can't even fucking whistle. My son can't whistle. So we can't whistle anymore. We can't clap. We can't snap. I don't know. But the snapping's got to go. Just if you agree with something at a meeting. <coughs> Jesus. And God forbid you ever have to go to a meeting. But if you agree, just nod. Thumbs up, man. Nod. Do something besides you don't have to do the snap. All right. So evacuation. We're getting ready. We're getting them prepared. Kids are in their pajamas because it doesn't fucking matter, right? So we're still just waiting it out. And of course, me, I'm like like the Korean shop owners, liquor store owners in uh, uh, the fucking Rodney King riots back in, what, 92, 93, sitting on top of their stores with shotguns and rifles and shit and just plucking people out or scaring people away from looting. Their, that's what that's what I'm like. I'm like, I'm like Clint, Clint Eastwood in fucking Gran Torino, which was not a good movie, by the way. I didn't like Gran Torino. I thought it was done. I gotta watch it again. But I thought it was over the top stupid. Like in terms of just a grumpy old man drinking a Pabst on a porch while the Asian gangster kid moves next door. I didn't. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was a little too overdone. But I'm like him in that. Get off my lawn. That's just how I am, and that's how I'm becoming. I was. I, I wasn't born like that. I like. I've aged like a fine cheese into that. Uh, so I'm looking outside, looking at, I don't, there's no smoke. It's a fucking starry night. Yeah, there's wind whipping, but it's just wind. And again, I, sh- I grew up where I grew up, so I should know that. Fucking, yeah, Santa Ana winds, El Diablo winds, whatever you want to call them. Devil winds. They can cause, wreak havoc if there's a fire miles away. I should know that. But still in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Well, I'm like, this is how, this, this, is my, this is what my son was laughing at me. I'm like, ah, this is how they get us. That's what I said. I think that's the first thing I said. This is how they get us. I'm not evacuating. This is how they get us. I don't. I still don't know what that means. Uh, I don't think my son knows what it means, but he still la- he laughs at me now. This is how they get us, Dad. This is how they get us. Um, the man, PG&E, it, some, someone's out to get us, and I guess that's how they do it, by uh, doing mandatory evacuation so you don't die, in my mind. 
at four o'clock in the morning. So I'm, I'm thinking, ah, we're not going to go. This is, this is dumb. It's just going to turn into to nothing. We're going to leave our house. We're going to pack all this shit up. <clears throat> we're going to get stuck in traffic, with, which we did. And it, it's nothing's going to happen. But I got kids. If I was by myself, I would be on my roof with, I don't have a shotgun. I'd be on my roof with a fucking t-ball bat waiting for, or wiffle ball bat. I don't even know if I have a t-ball bat anymore. I'd have something up there for people looting stuff I don't have. Uh, just waiting it out. Waiting it out. That's what I would do. Uh, with whatever I had in the refrigerator, whatever I had left in the cooler, whatever drinks I didn't drink the night before, that's what I waited out with. Bottle of whiskey <clears throat> and my wiffle ball bat on the roof. Sorry for clearing my throat so much. It's a little, little scratchy, a little itchy. Uh, so, yeah. Get all our stuff packed. I throw shit in the car. Open the garage door. We still have power. Everything's still working. And then I'm just grumbling, ah, what are, we doing? what are we doing? This is stupid. So I'm looking in the garage just for last minute things that we might need. Uh, tell the kids to grab stuff they want to bring. My daughter grabs her stuffed animals that she wants to bring, doesn't want to lose, and just other little things that she, that, that she likes. You know, her drawing stuff, her backpack. You know, she's getting, she's a little trooper. Right? She's a little, not boy scout, she's a little, uh, we're a little girl scout. I don't know. Do they do the girl, girl sets? They just sell, do they sell cookies? And just go to like outdoor events and earn patches to how to build fires? Or is that just Boy Scouts? Can Girl Scouts join Boy Scouts? I thought that was something. Or is that a transgender issue that you can't? I don't know. But they grab stuff that they want. And I'm making fun of my son because he grabs his PlayStation 4 and a controller and a charger. And of course his cell phone and his headphones. He grabs that. The, his, the things that are the most essential to him. He doesn't own other shit. He doesn't have like a, he has a passport, but we, we take care of that. He doesn't have anything else that he really needs. He doesn't have a wallet. He doesn't have debit cards and credit cards or whatever else, a license. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much all, that's that's his world. And he, also a basketball and his basketball shoes. So he brings a basketball. I'm like, what the, and that, we have four basketballs. We have four basketballs, two are fucking flat, I, I think, or two, I don't know, two are, have no grip on them, but we still have four basketballs. And that's something that I think can burn Every single time in a fire, every single time if we had a, if we were basketball tycoons and we had basketball signed by like Michael, now maybe I'll keep that one. Michael Jordan. And yeah. Larry Burt. I would keep that basketball because it's worth value. So if the world ended in that fire, as we know it socially and the whole structure broke down, we could use that basketball to garner food or right? we could use that as, as payment for something, right? As monetary value. But his basketballs are worth shit. They're 20 bucks at, at Big Five. So well, just let them burn, man. We have, we have bikes more expensive than that. We're letting those burn if it happens. We have shit. We have a, a shitty TV that's not worth money. But it's worth more than a basketball. But he brought a basketball. And that became the bane of my existence every time I had to pull shit out of the car during during those five days. Because it just rolled everywhere. If you don't know, basketballs aren't flat. And that thing just took up space. It, anyways, we still kept it, though. So he brings out that, and I'm kind of razzing him for that in a very nice fatherly way. And we're laughing about it. He's still laughing at my stupid comment. That's how they get us. Uh, but what do I bring? I go to the garage. I'm like, oh, shit, there's some, I have some beer left from last night. I grab the beer. I grab beer and put that in the back of my car. Why? I don't know. I, that's just me? Is that just some weird thought I had at four in the morning? Like wherever I go? Or that this is the most essential thing that I need in a fire evacuation is alcohol. 
And that maybe says more. I don't know. But it was there, so I brought it. I brought a cooler, then that was part of the cooler, and we could put, oh, am I thinking we could put other things in that cooler as well. And I also brought my laptop I'm using now and my new microphone. Those are the three first things that I packed after. And don't fucking label me. Don't label me and say, hey, you didn't pack your children's shit first? You didn't pack the essential? Those things were already ready to go. They're already in the back of the car because that's the first thing I packed. But the stuff I also packed that was unnecessary, I think the laptop, the microphone, that's stuff I use, right? That's stuff I can use from anywhere in the world. So I, I'm not going to say that was a bad thing, but the other thing was not. It was kind of stupid. I don't think we need bottled beer rolling around in our car while we're trying to escape a burning wildfire. And we also had to put our dog in the back of the car. So I'm setting a space for her. She's a 65-pound dog. She takes up a lot of space. So I have to get her, her leash, uh, her food, which isn't a big uh, plastic uh, barrel that we have, you know, sealed barrel so the ants don't get it. So we, you know, we have that. I'm trying to stuff that in there. We have the kids. It's worse than a camping trip. Uh, but we don't have as much stuff for a camping trip, so I'm not sure. That, I, I guess it's just the ill-preparedness or the quick-prepared nature that we have to do. We have to get out. Got them packed, got all that stuff packed. We're rolling down the road, and we go nowhere. We already live about, I'd say, a mile and a half, two miles maybe, from the nearest on-ramp to a freeway that leads to an, an on-ramp to a freeway that leads to a bigger freeway. I'm not going to give you all the locations where we're at, so you fucking five people stalk me and shit. But let's just say we wanted to head south on the major freeway here. It took us two hours just to get to the on-ramp of the smaller freeway to get to the major freeway. And from there, it took us another mile to get 20, mi 20 minutes, what usually takes 20 minutes south. And we don't know where we're going at this point. By the time we get on the freeway, we hear on the radio, the nearest fairground is full for evacuations. The nearest place after that is full for evacuations. And they give other points south where you, there is still openings, but we're not even on the freeway yet. We're at a standstill. I could have taken a shit in the woods right off the road, come back, taken a piss 10 feet down the road, come back, and we, ha we wouldn't have moved. That's how slow it was going. I don't know how slow I shit or piss, but you guys, that's, that's a reference or a time frame you can take, run with it, whatever you want to do with it. By the time we get on the main vein of the highway, heading south, starts opening it up a little bit. And the closer we creep towards where maybe another fairgrounds, I don't even know where we're going at this point. In my mind, I'm like, we're not going to the fucking fairgrounds. I don't want to hang out with a bunch of other evacuees on cots and their smelly dogs and fucking chickens and support lizards that they have. Because you can do that now. There's a fucking support horse, uh, a miniature horse, on an airplane recently. Fucking support miniature horse on an airplane. So I don't know what crazy shit people are going to bring to an evacuation center. And there's 180,000 people that eventually got evacuated. I ain't hanging out with 20,000 people at some evacuation center that I don't know and who don't know me. It's just not going to happen. I'll be like sleeping with fucking one eye open, you know, seeing if anybody's stealing my Nikes. Well, no, I think I brought my Under Armour shoes. I can't remember. I brought one pair of shoes too, which was not very smart because it they, they weren't the best shoes. So I would not be able to sleep. I don't sleep well anyways. And I'm not going to sleep again with 20 other thousand people snoring and fucking farting around me in their cots and their fucking Salvation Army blankets. Not going to happen. Not on my watch. 
Not with not for the Landers family. So our goal is just to keep heading south, maybe find an evacuation center to hang out with at four at just during the day to just see what's going on. Cause we figure we're coming back today. We're coming back. It's all going to be okay. The fire is going to be sweeping another direction. The area we live in is not going to be affected anymore. Some lines going to be put by the firefighters, you know, who are obviously working hard to protect surrounding communities from, from the fire spreading. So we figured, okay, it's just going to be a couple hours thing. But we need gas. So we headed a place that luckily still has electricity to get gas there. Stupid, we get, I didn't go get gas before? Yeah, probably. My wife and I were st- talking about should have got gas last night. We knew there might be. And my truck had gas, but we left my truck to burn, uh, to maybe burn in the driveway because my, truck, my truck's a piece of shit. And we can't fit all four of us in there very well. So that can go, right? So my, my son has this fucking basketball. My truck's left here to burn. But it's paid for and it's a, it doesn't matter anyways. Uh, so we just keep going south after get gas. Then we try to, like I said, we forgot snacks, food, looking for a place to eat or even just sit for a while, take the dog on a walk. My dog's weird. My dog doesn't, I've, I've seen her take a leak once on a leash. And I don't know if it's a fucking a, a pound dog thing, but I have that, had pound dogs before that shit without reservation. She doesn't. So I was kind of getting concerned. She's got to shit in the back of the car. But dogs don't shit where they eat or lay, supposedly. But if you get desperate enough, I do. Uh, I think we all would. I'd take her on for a walk trying to get her to some exercise. So we found this one shopping center that has a Lucky supermarket in there. And it has some coffee shop slash cafe in there. So that's where we go. So I was able to go to Lucky, get some snacks. We were able to sit at the cafe for a little while. It's a coffee shop. and But we had to wait at that coffee shop for two hours to get fucking eggs. And our, uh, I don't drink coffee. And oh, <laughs> I forgot to say that. Jesus. Uh, let's go back before we even left the house. While we're getting our stuff in the car, I'm feeling funny for bringing what I brought into the car with me. You know, I'm making fun of my kid for the basketball again. My wife's sitting there making herself a latte on the stove. She had a latte left over from the day before, I think she got. And she's making her latte while we're supposed to. Anyways, I thought that was funny. So I'm not the only idiot bringing stuff we don't need. Uh, My wife probably didn't need a latte at that moment. But did it sustain her for a little while? Did it calm her down? Did it give her that little bite of caffeine to to get her brain working? Yeah, maybe. But we all did dumb stuff. Anyways, at at that cafe, now we're going around. And my wife and I are kind of not freaking out. But we can't go back home. We don't know where to go, and we don't have friends, right? I don't have. We don't have friends in this area. We know people. We work with people. I don't feel comfortable. Like I said, not. I'm not going to an evacuation center with twenty thousand people. Do you think I feel any better going to a house with someone I don't really know? Uh, with our four of uh, four of us, if they have fan, I know I'm not doing that. It's just something I can't. If it was desperate, desperate, desperate times, yeah. This wasn't, in my mind, a very desperate time. So I just, I'm not doing it. Let's get a hotel. So, plus, we, like I said, I don't have friends. Uh, the nearest friend I have that I can actually call a friend, um, I don't know. Do I have friends? That's, that's, that's a very subjective. Wow, that's a very philosophical look at my own self. Depressed a lot. Anxiety-filled quite often. Filled with self-doubt. And that's why sometimes I don't do a podcast for, I have little gaps, right? Just like, oh, what's the point? What's the point? But there is a point to this. Is there? I don't know. But where, where, where are my friends? 
you know, friends in San Diego where I grew up? No, I have one still that I see like very little when I go down there. He's still a good friend of mine. I still text him if that's friendship anymore. And we do meet like with, we haven't not seen each other in years or a couple of years whenever whenever I do visit down there. But I don't see him a lot. I have some family members, but family members aren't friends. Uh, my wife has some friends down in San Diego, but that, that's far. We're not going all the way to San, uh, San Diego. We're not driving 10, 12 hours if I can get down there in this madness. No way. Plus, there's fires going on down there. If the freeways up here are that bad, what's L.A. going to be with fire? No way. That's not happening. So we're hotel. Let's go get one. But, of course, by the time we make that decision, what are the hotels full, already booked? How does that happen? 180,000 people is not that many people. In a fairly widespread area, with county to county, sort of fairly widespread. I don't know, but it's not the biggest. Or it's not the. It's a massive evacuation, but it's not that big. So you have like four or five county fairgrounds that can't house fifty thousand people. Eat? If you have you ever gone to a county fair before, which I stopped going to. I don't even want to take the kids there. If I just make the seeing the rides make me want to puke. I can't do that anymore. I'm not a kid. And it costs a lot to get in. There's fucking 40,000 morons there, aren't there? Riding on the fucking Gravitron and puking on their own face. Eating foot-long corn dogs that are burnt by the fucking meth heads making it. I'm not, yeah. How can they not house more than 10,000? So anyways, five collective uh, county fairgrounds. There's evacuation centers at like churches. and all. How does that house that many people? Are people just like more like me than I think? Where they go to the hotels because they're so awkward anywhere else. They need their own private sanctuary with their own smells and stinks and own ways of doing things. But yeah, they all filled up. Motel 6s, Super 8s, uh, wherever we tried to go, which would fucking probably charge uh, 300 bucks a night for a $67 motel in the middle of nowhere. So we tried two or three of those and we just gave up. Or I gave up. Getting frustrated. My wife's getting frustrated. I'm getting pissed. I need one of those beers in the back of the car, which I probably had. I did. I did have at one point. I mean, my wife drove for a while because I just can't handle it anymore. I can't do normal traffic. Can you imagine me, since you don't know me? Can you imagine me in three hours of just gridlock for a reason? The only reason being that everybody's trying to get to the same place. So it wasn't working out. I needed to relax. I didn't have a latte. I had my lattes bottled up by some brewer somewhere. That's my latte. Uh, so my my plan, let's just head north. Let's just head north eventually. And north is where the fire was. So best plan in the world? No. But it's a plan where I, in my mind, where we knew people. We lived in this place north in a place called Ukiah, California, for eight years. We lived there for a long time. And I don't know if people are exactly like buddy-buddy, best friend, but we knew people. They're friends of mine. And my wife knew people up there. My kids have friends still up there. So I would say, yeah, we have friends, quote unquote friends, uh, just as much as uh, Facebook friends are your friends. I have, we have acquaintances and I would say some are friends possibly. I don't know if they would say the same about me or us, but let's call them friends. So we go up there and I'm texting people. Is it okay if we stay at your house? Okay. So yeah, yeah, but we don't have power. We don't have power. And of course, an hour away from the fires, fucking PG&E shuts down the power up there too, just for the threat, of course, because uh, is it a good thing or bad thing? Again, contact me on my non- contactable uh air uh, whatever i don't have anything i'll try to set that up sometimes if i ever get people listening i'll try to set up some email account where people can actually try to answer these questions that i don't know because i'm a moron 
So they shut off the power. They have no power. But at least it's a place to go. And we get up there, but we have to circumvent. We have to go around the fire. The freeway, about 5 miles north, 10 miles north of where we live, is closed off. So the cops are urging us to go on this off-ramp, and we can't go straight anymore. We have to cut west, wide west, around this beautiful wine country area of this county. And the smoke is just getting thick. And it looks like we're kind of under the ocean because we can't see anywhere. It's just foggy and misty. And it's not as bad as you would think it would be, but the air quality is not great, right? And it just looks ominous, right? It looks like what Christians would say about Halloween, the second coming of hell or the devil or Satan. I don't know. I don't know shit about religion. But but you can't pass out candy during a fire because that's dangerous. <clears throat> and I think even they would say that. But Jehovah's Witness... No, no, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. Um, uh, so, yeah, we have to go through this fire. And we're looking around, and people, hopefully, we're looking at There's still people following us. Because if we're just in no man's land, we're, we'd be stupid. We'd be the stupid ones stuck with two kids in a fucking a vacuum of smoke where we can't escape because it's, it's too thin. We can't breathe because it's coming in. We didn't want that to happen. So, of course, there's two or three other morons behind us following us. So we're just winding through here, winding through that. Then it starts clearing a little bit, clearing, clearing, clearing. And ah, we're out of the danger zone. And we head north. And we get to the place we want to get to. And we get to that place. Friends, welcome us. You guys can stay as long as you need to. My friend, or my, my kid has his friends there. My daughter doesn't have any of her buddies there, but she's still there with us and she can still have fun. We have a place for our dog to go because they had a big, a big yard with their own dog. So there's friends for everybody. It's surreal. And what happens about an hour or two once we get there, another fire breaks out not too far away from their house. Not close, but not too far away either. So what do they get? They evacuate. They get evacuation orders. Not mandatory, but preliminary. And knowing the area and what's happened in the area over the past four or five years, yeah, when you say preliminary, you get out or you get ready to go. And they had a place to go to just in case. So they left, understandably. We had to leave, understandably. And luckily we had someone else to go stay with. But again, no power and displaced and awkward, and what are we going to do, and what's going on again. But again, we got lucky. We have friends. We got friends in high, low places. I don't know. I don't, I don't know any songs about friends because I don't have any. Um, and that was that was it. We stayed up there for Sunday through Thursday. Costco was open up there, always a madhouse when we went. Safeway was open up there, a fucking madhouse. There's another supermarket that was up, open. Again, but we, we survived. We made it through with our lattes and our children and our beer and our dog and the PlayStation 4. But the most important thing that survived this event, this catastrophe, this natural disaster, and I'll write a letter to PG about it to thank them at some point, what survived was my son's basketball. It made it through. The basketball survived. Like fucking Spalding, was that his name? And uh, what was it? What was the volleyball's name in uh, Jesus Christ, Castaway with Tom Hanks? Spalding? Yeah, I think it was Spalding. That survived. Our, our basketball survived just like that ball survived, right? So just like Tom Hanks and his companion Spalding, our basketball survived this event, and hopefully it will next time. 
because there's going to be a next time. This is California. This is California, the land of dreams and enchantment and where all hopes are possible. This is it. And by come next year, September, October, November, we'll be ready. We'll be ready with the basketballs and the beer and the lattes. All right. So talk to you guys next time. I have a lot more stuff to get to. Uh, I went to a punk rock beer fest about, what, three weeks ago, a month. I kind of want to detail about that, about a 41-year-old man getting into the mosh pit again where I have no fucking right being anymore, but it was still fun. And I have other stuff to rant about, a lot of stuff. Everything pops up. It all pops up. All right, thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you next time.